In those years, Wormtongue's task was easy, and all that you did was swiftly known in Isengard, for your land was open, and strangers came and went, and ever Wormtongue's whispering was in your ears, poisoning your thought, chilling your heart, weakening your limbs, while others watched and could do nothing, for your will was in his keeping. But when I escaped and warned you, then the mask was torn, for those who would see. After that, Wormtongue played dangerously, always seeking to delay you, to prevent your full strength being gathered. He was crafty, dilling men's wariness, or working on their fears, as served the occasion. Hey there, gang. I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. And we are Keep, Keep on, on Talking. This is uh, episode 65. We're still going. Yeah, and we are balls deep right now in our Rohan content. We hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And we've got our friend Trevor here with us today, as you may have heard. Special recurring guest, Trevor. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Boop, boop, boop. But uh, let's start off the episode with some brief announcements. Don't forget to go check out our new merch store. Yes, that's keep-on-tolkien-podcast.tmill.com. That's T-E-E. No, two E's. T-E-M-I-L-L. Yeah, go out there. Go there and uh, check out some of our fun designs that we made ourselves. More designs to come. Um, more merch to come in the future. So go get your first time KOT merch. Hell yeah, check it out. Trevor actually designed one of the shirts on there. Yeah, one of them. Check that out. All right. So today, for part two of our season five, like we mentioned, we're continuing with our Rohan content. And today's episode, we are going to be discussing the life of Grima Wormtongue. Gross. This is uh, probably one of the first times we've covered... A despicable character. A a, a widely hated character. And I think for that reason, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. As I was writing this, I was like, usually I'm like, look how badass this character is. I got this excerpt. Now I'm like, this is how shitty this character is. Look at this excerpt. So briefly, who is Grima Wormtongue? Ooh. Grima is the counselor of Theoden, king of Rohan in the late Third Age of Middle-earth. Yeah, he's also known for being a traitor and a spy for Saruman. Yeah, for better or for worse, Grima is a really important character in the Lord of the Rings main story, though. And his treachery really shows no bounds and plays a very important role in the events of the War of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. So let's start off with some names and titles for this despicable <laughs> character. This na- these names are funny. Just, just by the names, you can tell he's despised. <laughs> so sometimes he goes by Grima Wormtongue, you know, of course. Sometimes simply Grima. Or Wormtongue, of course. Sometimes he's called a snake, and sometimes he's just called Worm. Worm and snake. Yeah, what a nice guy. What are his titles, Trevor? He's a counselor to Theoden, king of Rohan, or the spy of Saruman. Hell yeah. Counselor, spy, whatever suits him best in the time. Yeah, he's an opportunist at always. So Grima is the son of a man of Rohan who's named Galmud. Little is known about Galmud other than his name. His name seems to derive from the old English word light-minded or licentious. Yeah, very little is known about Grima before he became an advisor to King Theoden. Yeah, he became the king's advisor for some time uh, before the year 3014 of the Third Age when King Theoden's health began to fail. 
This was when Théoden was around 66 years old. It is unknown when Saruman got to Grima, but it was most likely around this time as well. I imagine that Grima probably met Saruman during the time when he was still at least on the surface a good ally to Rohan. Uh, Grima probably, you know, ran messages from the the two places, I would sure, assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah most uh, evil characters start off in good places. Yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, but both Theodred and Aomer hated Grima. They kept the kingdom together, especially the military, while the king was under the spell of Grima. And we have an excerpt here about this. The chief obstacles to an easy conquest of Rohan by Saruman were Theodred and Aomer. They were vigorous men devoted to the king and high in his affections as his only son and his sister's son. And they did all they could do to thwart the influence over him that Grima gained when the king's hell failed. Yeah, it's ultimately unknown whether the king's condition was a naturally occurring thing or whether it was brought on by Grima, but it's believed that it was subtly at least exacerbated or maybe straight up caused by Grima. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? His methods are unknown, but it's suspected that Grima was some a, a practitioner of some sort of witchcraft and also a master of poisons. We got an excerpt here about that. This occurred early in the year 3014, when Theoden was 66. His malady may have thus been due to natural causes, though the Rohirrim commonly live till near or beyond their 80th year. But it may have been induced or increased by the subtle poisons administered by Grima. In any case, Theoden's sense of weakness and dependence on Grima was largely due to the cunning and skill of this evil counselor's suggestions. Yeah, so Grima used his position to further Saruman's agenda of weakening Rohan from within. Yeah, he also used it to eliminate or discredit uh, Saruman's political opponents. So yeah, it's it was, just basically it, yeah. having a man on the inside the whole time. Yeah, and you can just like, yeah, it's like McCarthyism. He can just bring people up, be like, they're bad, and then you yeah. know, the king kicks them out. It's like yeah. Salem Witch Trials, except you are yeah. the judge, jury, and executioner. Mm -hmm. Like Fuck Grima Warrantine. We've got an excerpt here about this. It was his policy to bring his chief opponents into discredit with Theoden, and if possible, to get rid of them. It proved impossible to set them at odds with one another. Theoden, before his sickness, had been much loved by all his kin and people, and the loyalty of Theodred and Aomer remained steadfast, even in his apparent dotage. Yeah, because Theodred and Aomer remained true to the king, Grima did all he could to tarnish their relationship. And this dissension allowed for Isengard to build up a huge army with plans to invade Rohan via the Fords of Isen. And we've got an excerpt here. Grima therefore tried to play them one against the other in the mind of Theoden, representing Aomer as ever eager to increase his own authority and to act without consulting his king or his heir. In this he had some success, which bore fruit when Saruman at last succeeded in achieving the death of Theodred. Theodred was eventually killed in the battle at the first Battle of the Fords of Isen on February 25th, 3019. Yeah, and on February 30th of the same year, Grima and Aomer, uh, arrest Grima had arrested Aomer for defying the king's orders by pursuing and destroying the band of orcs that had captured Merry and Pippin and were returning to Isengard. 
yeah, they specifically told him not to do that because it would leave Edoras kind of unguarded. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he thought, uh, you know, there was something going on there, so he wanted to check it out. And sure as shit, there was. Yep. Yeah, Grimo now had control of the whole of the Kingdom of Rohan, at least for a little while. For a little bit. So at this point, this is when everyone's beloved character, Gandalf, arrives in Edoras. And after escaping the Tower of Orthanc, Gwahir, the eagle, drops Gandalf off at Edoras on September 20th, 3019. Gandalf is seen before King Theoden and, of course, Grima Wormtongue. He asks Theoden for aid. Yeah, but this is when Theoden tells Gandalf to take any horse he wishes and get the fuck out. But as long as he was gone by the next day, he just really he didn't, he care. didn't want to help Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, and Gandalf does that, but he happens to take not just any horse, he takes Shadowfax, one of the Mieras. Yeah. Grima is dismayed by the visit of Gandalf to Edoras. He needs to tell Saruman what has happened. So he, of course, sets out for Isengard. And while on the road, he runs into who else but the fucking Nazgul. The Nazgul. Yeah, this is an instance that isn't like openly covered in the normal narrative. No, this is all from the Unfinished Tales, this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So while on the road, he runs into the Nazgul, and this understandably terrifies the shit out of Grima, and he just spills his guts to the Nazgul about anything they ask him. He tells them that Gandalf has come to Edoras. He also betrays Saruman, uh, because he not only knows where the Shire is, but he also had dealings with it, and and is seeking it to bring it under his own subjugation. So he's just kind of throwing everything out there at him. Yeah, and they had just talked to him two days prior, the Nazgul, and he said he had no idea where the Shire was. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why they're like, son of a bitch, yeah. He also spills that Saruman is not being truthful with Sauron and is probably trying to get the ring himself. Yeah, so he's just terrified of these guys. He's telling them everything. And uh, so the consequences of this, uh, the Nazgul now know where the Shire is and how to get there. They also know that Saruman cannot be trusted. Yeah, like I said earlier, they had spoken to him a few days prior and got a completely different story than they got from Grima. Yeah, so they know that Gandalf is now on the move as well. And these things have huge implications for the story, making Grima a very important part of events to come. So, the Witch King wisely spares his life, seeing him as basically a useful pawn in the future. Yeah, he knows he's too much of a coward to actually betray them to Saruman as well. Right, yeah, he's so scared of the Nazgul. Yeah, he'll be useful later. (laughs) That's what they judge. But with that, guys, we have, we're very excited too, especially since we got Trevor here, another voice. We're going to get you uh, another episode of Minterd, Minnesota Tolkien radio drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about this uh, scene that we this just This very about. scene here, yeah. yeah. The, the confrontation of, between Grima and the Nazgul. And this as is how. He's just fucking terrified. Yeah, and this is how it would have went if they were all from Minnesota. <laughs> Enjoy. For it was in this time that Grima Wormtongue was advisor to King Theoden of Rohan. He had over time corrupted the king and brought him under the yoke of his true master Saruman the White. Grima was planning to leave Edoras to tell his master of the coming of Gandalf. He prepared his horse to leave. Oh yeah, I better hurry my little buns off to Isengard. Oh yeah, got, gotta tell my master about that pesky old Gandalf coming to town. Oh yeah, uh, here I go. Grima then rode his horse off west into the sunset. It was just after dark when Grima began to have some strange feelings. Oh, jeez. I think I uh, just got real leery all of a sudden. Uh, something doesn't seem right here, hey. Uh, I don't like this. 
Better uh, just keep on going down the road here. Oh, jeez. Oh, I sure got the heebie-jeebies here. Grima continued down the road until he stopped with a gasp. There were two large black figures mounted on horseback blocking the way. Oh, jeez, this sure ain't good. Better just turn around here and hey, oh. As Grima turned his horse around, he saw another dark figure right behind him. He exclaimed, Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you really scared me. Darn near half to death here, hey. Who the heck are you now? You know who I am, hey. Or at least you know my master. I don't really have to say his name, do I? Oh, jeez, no. I know who you are talking about, hey. You guys must be them Nazgul. Just then, the other two figures <sighs> flanked him and replied, Oh, yeah, you yeah, bet you are, hey. Oh, jeez, what do you want with me, hey? I'm nobody special, just maybe leave me alone, hey? What do you think, maybe? Oh, yeah, you know we can't do that, hey? We are the Nazgul. Oh, yeah. We ain't never gonna rest until we find the ring, hey? Nothing can stop us, you know what I mean? Oh, you yeah, betcha, yeah, yeah, you bet. Oh, yeah, you bet. And we know what kind of things you've been doing, eh? Oh, sure do, sure do. Grima Wormtongue, we know what you've been up to. You want to really talk to our leader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes now. Behold, there our leader, the Witch King of Angmar. There suddenly appeared another figure. He loomed above Grima with an aura of fear, that brought Grima to his knees with a whimper. Oh yeah, don't you know? It's me, the Witch King of Angma. What? What's that, hey? You get, you guys smell that? It smells like someone had some bad lutefisk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's oh, real bad. Oh, that stinks. I think the human may have pooped his pants, eh? Oh, nasty. Gross. Oh, jeez. Did you really poop your pants there, Grima? I, 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 maybe. Aw, oh, jeez. Well, ain't that a fine howdy-do. I come up here just to see how you're doing, and you go on and poop your pants. We're supposed to be on the same side, you know. Jeez, a loo. Rima sheepishly returned to his feet with his head bowed. I'm I'm sorry, my lord. I, I, I don't know what to say, just, hey? Just don't say anything, Grima. Just try not to poop him again, you know what I mean? You smell like a swine building at the state fair. Good grief. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does, he does. So what's little grimy Grima the Worm doing out on such a wonderful night here? Jeez, this weather sure is beautiful, hey? I'm sure you didn't come all the way out here just to poop your pants, did you now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Poop his pants. Poop his pants. Poop his pants. <laughs> Seriously, gotta love that September weather, though, hey? Oh, I was uh, just bringing a message to my master, Saruman. Oh, yeah. Saruman the White, hey. That douche. The Witch King let out a screech that made Grima fall down upon his face. Saruman answers to us now, hey. Why don't you just tell us what you were going to tell him? What do you think, little grimy Grima? Oh, jeez. I don't think I can do. Another unholy screech. And Grima covered his ears and screamed. The Nazgul laughed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Grey Pilgrim, hey? What's that, Grimy Grima? You said something about a Grey Pilgrim? Oh, jeez. Gandalf, he came to town to Edoras, 
Oh, and he took the king's best horse, hey? Oh, Gandalf, you say? Well, that there's a tater tot and a whole different hot dish. Now, where was he going, you think, Grima one? He was on his way to the Shire, hey? Oh, the Shire. I bet he knows where it is, hey? Shire Baggins. He knows. He knows Baggins. All of the Nazgul let out a terrible screeches, and Grima fell down backwards and landed on his butt with a squishing noise. Here he fell in the poop. Gross. Oh, hey, now, you mean to tell me, hey, that Saruman knows where the Shire is? That butt face. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Saruman has had dealings with the uh, the Shire for a long time, hey. He's trying to, uh, I don't know, um, uh, bring it under his rule, you know what I mean? That slippery little stinker. I bet he knows who he who has the one ring, doesn't he? Aw, oh, jeez, this kind of crap makes me real mad here, you know, hey? All of the Nazgul let out more screeches. They chilled Grima to the bone and even felt like he might poop his pants again. He uh, seeks the one wing ring for his own, hey? Please don't hurt me, hey? I'll do whatever you ask. Please just don't hurt me, okay? The Nazgul all looked at each other silently, as if taking counsel with one another. Just then, the Witch King drew out a blade and put it to Grima's throat. He shuddered in fear, and a small fart noise was heard. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Good grief, I'd have thought you'd be empty by now. Who makes your hot dish anyways? Oh, Eowyn made the hot dish. I'm so sorry. The Witch King withdrew his blade. You know what? I ain't gonna kill you, hey? Oh, no? Oh, yeah. You betcha. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's right. I don't think you're gonna tell anybody about this, are you? Oh, yeah, no. I'll never tell nobody. Just don't hurt me, hey? Yeah, oh, I think you're a pretty slimy, grimy customer there, Grima. You're not going to tell anybody. You've pooped your pants twice just now, so I think we're good here. I'll tell you what, though. You give us directions to the Shire, and we'll let you go, okay? Then Grima gave them directions to the Shire. And then you want to take that last left there? And, yeah, you just, it's right up there on the right. You can't miss it. Oh, yeah. Grima then mounted his horse with a squishing noise. Oh, okay, Grima, you have a good day now. And uh, you know what? Go clean yourself up before you get to Isengard. That's that's just embarrassing. Oh, oh yeah. You guys have a good one now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he pooped his pants. What a loser. Da, 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 da. And that's it, guys. That's <laughs> that's the return, the triumphant return of Minter. That was a long one. That was a good one. That was fun, though. I enjoyed every moment of it. How about you, Trevor? I think that was fantastic. Dream of the Warm Tongue. We're having a lot of fun with this uh, particular episode just because he's such a fun character. He sucks. Yeah. He sucks so much. He's so he much sucks. fun to make fun of. He sucks so hard. So let's see. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the story of Grima here. Um, let's talk about when Saruman's hold is finally broken and Grima's worm, the Grima Wormtongue's labors come to nothing. Yeah. So after his encounter with the Nazgul on March second of thirty nineteen, this is when Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli finally come to Edoras, and they're not really welcome. No, they're not. The gatekeepers tell them that no one is allowed to enter in these times of war. Gandalf calms them by speaking to them in their own tongue, and Aragorn names the horses they ride as horses of Rittermark. 
And we have an excerpt about this. It is but two nights ago that Wormtongue came to us and said that, by the will of Theoden, no stranger should pass these gates. Wormtongue, said Gandalf, looking sharply at the guard. Say no more. My errand is not to Wormtongue, but to the Lord of the Mark himself. I am in haste. Will you not go or send to say that we are come? His eyes glinted under his deep brows as he bent his gaze upon the man. The guard eventually goes and tells uh, of the arrival and asks why, by what names to call them. Yeah, and this is when Gandalf drops everyone's full names and titles for this guy. Just straight the fuck up. He's like, this is Aragorn, Lost King of the North. This is Legolas, Prince of the of the, of the Woodland Road. This is Gimli of the Kingdom of Erebor. This yeah. Is- this is fucking up, all these this is dope who ass are. people, and I yeah. am Gandalf. I'm fucking Gandalf, so let's go. Uh, they are permitted to see the king in Meduseld, but they are instructed to leave their weapons at the door by the door warden, Hama. Yeah, they're not super cool with this, leaving their weapons behind, but uh, this is eventually what comes to happen. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, Gandalf is allowed to keep his staff. And we have an excerpt here about this. Very important. Very important. The staff in the hand of a wizard may be more than a prop for age, said Hama. He looked hard at the ash staff on which Gandalf leaned. Yet in doubt a man of worth will trust to his own wisdom. I believe you are friends and folk worthy of honor who have no evil purpose. You may go in. Yeah, that's just an example of Hama having good judgment and being a good dude. Yeah, he makes the right decision here. Because both of those observations were truly correct. Like, a staff in the hand of a wizard may be more than a prop, which it was. But he's also also, like, I recognize that even though you might have the staff, you're not here to do evil. You have no evil purpose, which is also true. Can I ask a question? This this Hama dude, Mm -hmm. um, Mm does Hama have any importance outside of this? He's the door warden. Um, isn't he killed he's, in at he's, the Hornburg? He's named a couple times. He's a pretty cool character, relatively minor. I'm not sure exactly when he's killed. I at. thought he dies at the Hornburg. It could be. Maybe not though. Don't during trust. uh during peace times though, yeah, he's the door warden of of Edoras, the King's Hall. Okay. Yeah. Seemed interesting. He was a named character here. In the movie, yeah. they kill. I remember in the movie they kill him off getting eaten by wolves. Yeah. In the more in in the movie, he gets like his head <laughs> torn off by a, by fucking, a fucking wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. That poor guy, he deserved better. Poor Hama. Justice, hashtag justice for Hama. <laughs> hashtag justice for Hama. Shafted. 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 So at this point, let's talk about Theoden's state right now. He looks awful. Yeah, he's really, really old, aged more than he should be, and he's bent over at an old staff. And he is not happy to see Gandalf at all. Uh, Grima stands by and expresses his unwelcome towards Gandalf as well. And we have an excerpt about that. You speak justly, Lord, said the pale man sitting on the steps of the dais. It is not yet five days since the bitter tidings came that Theodred, your son, was slain upon the west marches. Your right hand, second marshal of the mark. In Aomer there is little trust. Few men would be now left to guard your halls if he had been allowed to rule. And even now we learn from Gondor that the Dark Lord is stirring in the east. Such is the hour in which this wanderer chooses to appear. Why should we welcome you, Master Stormcrow? Laugh spell I name you. Ill news, and ill news is an ill guest, they say. He laughed grimly as he lifted his heavy lids for a moment and gazed on the strangers with dark eyes. Gandalf and Grima continue their debate. You are held wise, my friend Wormtongue, and are doubtless a great supporter to your master. 
answered Gandalf in a soft voice. Yet in two ways may a man come with evil tidings. He may be a worker of evil, or he may be such as leaves well alone, and comes only to bring aid in time of need. That is so, said Wormtongue. But there is a third kind, pickers of bones, meddlers in other men's sorrows, carrion fowl that grow fat on war. What aid have you ever brought, Storm Crow? And what aid do you bring now? It was aid from us that you saw last time you were here. Do you bring men? Do you bring horses, swords, spears? That I would call aid. That is our present need. And the conversation turns from Gandalf to his companions. Gandalf then explains who they are and why they are clad in gray elven cloaks. They say that they have the favor of Lady Galadriel. Hmm. Hmm. Wormtongue speaks ill of the lady and almost catches hands from our boy Gimli. And I just had to add, add this for Joel. Like this, this is the kind of thing that would end up on the cutting room floor. But I left it for you, Joel. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I love this shit. We gotta, we gotta give Gimli his due. He's, you know, Wormtongue stuck talking shit about Lady Galadriel. Yeah, you can't just do that in front and of. And let that fly. Yeah, we got an excerpt here about this. Then it is true, as Aomer reported, that you are in league with the sorceress of the Golden Wood," said Wormtongue. It is not to be wondered at. Webs of deceit were ever woven in Dwimmerdeen. Gimli strode a pace forward, but felt suddenly the hand of Gandalf clutch him by the shoulder, and he halted, standing stiff as stone. Yeah, this is Let's when this. Gandalf basically this. disarms the room by uh, singing a short song about Lothlorien, a beautiful song to kind of put everyone at ease. And his temperance changes, and he turns on Grima, and he's no longer leaning on his staff. And he's uh, a little angry, in fact. We've got an excerpt about this. The wise speak only of what they know, Grima, son of Galmud. A witless worm you have become. Therefore be silent, and keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed through fire and death to bandy crooked words with a serving man till the lightning falls. And at that, Gandalf goes full-on mage mode. And there's thunder, and there's lightning, and the light is drawn out from the room, and Gandalf seems super tall and terrible standing before the king. And there's a terrible flash of light, and Grima's thrown down on his face, all cursing Hama for not taking Gandalf's staff. <laughs> I told you to... T I love in the movie, he's like, I told you to take the staff. Honestly, yeah, I love that scene. He's like, I told you to take his staff. Yeah. That scene is awesome because you get to see the the Broken Fellowship fight with uh, uh, unarmed for a little bit. Yeah, and it also does that simple scene does a really good in the movie does a really good job just showing that there's kind of like two different mindsets in Rohan right now. Yeah, like a little. There's, yeah. there's the Grima and like the Grima people, and there's kind of like the loyal, the original loyalist to exactly. King Theoden that are just kind of like we know you're a friend, so I'm not I'm not really gonna yeah. like do anything against you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good way of showing that in the film. Mm -hmm. And with this, Gandalf succeeds at restoring the king's strength. The powers that held him in thrall were no more. Theoden rises and paces around the halls. They open the doors and Theoden steps out onto the front porch of Meduseld. And that's right, it is called the front porch. Yeah, it is like a porch. No, it's called the front porch in the text. Oh, it is actually called I was like, the yeah, front porch. Yeah, I was wondering what they called that part of the building. It is straight up called the front porch. <laughs> Just Easy, ar architecturally what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simple. Call it what it like, is. He's like, Gandalf, come out onto the porch with me. Onto the front porch. <laughs> Let us smoke a blunt on the porch. 
And out on the front porch is when is where uh, the king orders Lady Eowyn to leave him and says that Gandalf will now take care of him. Gandalf is essentially now one of his main advisors from here on out, which is good. good decision. Yeah. Theoden's full faculties come back to him, and he uh, immediately asks what can be done. Just like right that, he's like, shit, okay, this is, uh, I've wasted five years. What do we do now? Um, Gandalf tells him to release Aomer from prison, step one. And here's a little excerpt about that. What is to be done? Much, said Gandalf. But first, send for Aomer. Do I not guess rightly that you hold him prisoner by the Council of Grima, of him that all save you, name Wormtongue? It is true, said Thaden. He had rebelled against my commands and threatened death to Grima in my hall. A man may love you and yet not love Wormtongue or his counsels, said Gandalf. Thaden starts to slowly realize that all of Grima's counsels have been evil. Starts to set in right here. Yeah, he certainly realizes. And when Gandalf tells Thaden to grasp his sword, it is discovered that Grima had stashed somewhere. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is when the king orders the sword to be found and Grima to be brought before him. And the sword and other items were eventually found in Grima's possession. Including, as we talked about in past episodes, that fucking letter from Erkenbrand to Theoden requesting aid at the Fords of Eisen. Oh, that's right, because uh, we covered how uh, Grima They could have won delayed. the second battle. Grima delayed the re- the message, the request for yeah. aid. and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he didn't just delay it, he ultimately just... Denied it. Denied it, yeah, because this is when it gets found. Mm -hmm. And it's too late at this point. Way too late, yeah. So, this is when Wormtongue tries to stay on the good side of the king, even now when his treachery has basically been exposed. Yeah, he's so slimy. Yeah, it hadn't even set in that his bewitchments were all completely now removed by Gandalf. So, we have an excerpt here about this. At that moment, Hama came again from the hall. Behind him, cringing between two other men, came Grima the Wormtongue. His face was very white. He blinked in the sunlight. Hama knelt and presented Theoden a long sword and a scabbard clasped with gold and set with green gems. Here, Lord, is Herogrim, your ancient blade, he said. It was found in his chest. Loth, he was to render up the keys, many other things which men have missed. You lie, said Wormtongue. And this sword your master himself gave into my keeping. And he now requires it again, said Theoden. Does that displease you? Assuredly not, lord, said Wormtongue. I care for you and yours as best I may. But do not weary yourself, or tax too heavily your strength. Let others deal with these irksome guests. Your meat is about to be set on board. Will you not go to it? Oh, your food is ready, master. Will you not take meat with Grima? Mm, don't strain yourself, lord, with that heavy sword. Let oh, the sword is so heavy, lord. <laughs> little piece of shit. And I love what Theoden does next. He goes, yeah, I'm going to eat. And guess what? We're all fucking eating. You know why? We ride tonight, motherfuckers. We're going to fully muster today. Hell yeah. And this is when Wormtongue fully re- finally realizes that he has completely lost control. Thaden no longer even like gives any regard to his word. And this is when Thaden orders that Grima should prove himself a worthy man and go riding with him to war. And, of course, Grima just grovels like the little bitch that he is. And we've got an excerpt here about this. Dear Lord, cried Wormtongue, it is as I feared. The wizard has bewitched you. Are none to be left to defend the golden hall of your fathers and all your treasure? 
None to guard the Lord of the Mark? If this is bewitchment, said Theoden, it seems to me a more wholesome than your whisperings. Your leechcraft ere long would have had me walking on all fours like a beast. No, not one shall be left, not even Grima. Grima shall ride too. Go, you have yet time to clean the rust from your sword. Mercy, Lord, whined Wormtongue, groveling on the ground. Have pity on one worn out in your service. Send me not from your side. I at least will stand by your side when all others have gone. Do not send faithful Grima away. You have my pity, said Theoden, and I do not send you from my side. I go myself to war with my men. I bid you come with me and prove your faith. And Wormtongue then tries to weasel his way into position of stewarding Edoras while Theoden yeah. rides to war. This prick. This yeah. fuck, the, the audacity of this motherfucker. He's like, all right, what can I do now? He's just he's just like changing. Uh, it's almost like Sauron when they pin him down. He starts changing skins yeah, yeah, to try yeah. to get out of the, the situation. This yeah. is what he's doing right now. Can I just do something different? Like, I don't want what you want. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll just stay behind, little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, this is when Aomer just openly mocks Grima too and heavily implies that he's just a coward. Yeah, he's like, what would you rather do to get out of war? Like, uh, he's like, carry sticks around or something like that. Some <laughs> menial work. And Gandalf explains to him that Wormtongue is still playing his best hand, even now. Gandalf is over it and totally exposes Grima in front of everyone. Here's an excerpt for that. This is fucking great. He is bold and cunning. Even now he plays a game with peril and wins a throw. Hours of my precious time he has wasted already. Down, snake, he said suddenly in a terrible voice. Down on your belly. How long is it since Saruman bought you? What was the promised price? When all the men were dead, you were to pick your share of the treasures and then take the woman you desire? Too long have you watched her under your eyelids and hunted her steps. Damn. Yeah, Gandalf's just not having it. Totally exposes Grima to trying to get with Eowyn and his gross obsession with her. Yeah, and Amr says that he has wanted to kill him for a long, long time now. <laughs> yeah, just based on that alone. Gandalf explains to Thaden that Grima is a snake and cannot be kept around. It would be just to kill him, but he suggests that Grima return to Saruman. Yeah, Thaden then gives Grima the choice to either ride with him to war or fuck off and never come back. It's kind of the thing to do, you know, give him the choice to redeem yourself. He you also know. says if I ever run into you again, things aren't going to go this smoothly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Grima gives his answer in dramatic fashion. And we have an excerpt <laughs> oh, here. Oh, this, this. This, this one is good. <laughs> Slowly, Wormtongue rose. He looked at them with half-closed eyes. Last of all, he scanned Theoden's face and opened his mouth as if to speak. Then suddenly, he drew himself up. His hands worked. His eyes glittered. Such malice was in them that men stepped back from him. He bared his teeth, and then with a hissing breath he spat before the king's feet, and darting to one side, he fled down the stair. Yeah, he chooses to flee like a coward, and he spits at the king before doing so. Yeah, I love how he makes a hissing sound like a snake, Yeah, too. like a snake, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Like what the fuck? Yes. He's just like a little goth kid. He's just like, he's cornered. He's just like, what do I do? It's being weird. <laughs> yes. And run away. Yeah. Distraction. I'll be honest. He's, he's a worm tongue. But Pocket like, what, what, what is a worm if not a bug form of a snake? Like, he's hissing. I suppose. 
I wonder if there are any worms out there that hiss. Let us know if you know of any hissing worms. <laughs> Somebody in Australia is like, yeah, the great hissing worm out in Australia. <laughs> we got them out here. So, yes, Grandma chooses to flee like a coward. And this is when Theoden gives orders for him not to be harmed. And, in fact, to be given a horse. And uh, Grimma makes his choices and decides to go to Isengard to be with his true master, Saruman, and be his little bitch. Yeah. Elmer also goes, yeah, if any horse will bear him. <laughs> yeah, like, if any yeah. horse will choose to bear such a little bitch. Well, it's funny, too, because when we see him down the line, they talk about how shitty a horse is. So, Isengard, home sweet home. Yeah. Let's go back to Isengard. Everything will be fine when we get to Isengard. Yeah. <laughs> On the morning of uh, March 5th, 3019, Grima arrives at Isengard. He is seen by Mary and Pippin on the road. What Grima doesn't know is that two days prior, on March 2nd, the Ents overthrew Isengard, and Saruman was now locked in the Tower Orthanc under watch of Treebeard. And here's an excerpt for that. We rushed out before the gates, and I stood and stared, half expecting to see Strider and Gandalf coming riding up at the head of an army. But out of the mist there rode a man on an old tired horse, and he looked a queer, twisted sort of creature himself. There was no one else. When he came out of the mist, he suddenly saw all the ruin and wreckage in front of him. He sat and gaped. His face went almost green. He was so bewildered that he did not seem to notice us at first. When he did, he gave a cry and tried to turn his horse around and ride off. But Treebeard took three strides, put out a long arm, and lifted him out of the saddle. His horse bolted in terror, and he groveled on the ground. Grima is then grilled by Treebeard to find out his purpose. Grima tries to lie his way out of it, of course. He says he's bringing an important message to Saruman from King Theoden. Important message. It's important. It's important. He says no one would dare the journey, and he was pursued by wolves. <laughs> yeah, I love that. How he was like, I'm the only one because I'm like super badass, and I'm nobody else brave. would yeah, do this. Obviously, nobody buys it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> buys it. And uh, here's an excerpt about that. Freebeard looked at him in his long, slow way for several minutes, till the wretched man was squirming on the floor. Then at last he said, Ha, oh, hmm, I was expecting you, Master Wormtongue. The man started at that name. Gandalf got here first, so I know as much about you as I need. And I know what to do with you. Put all the rats in one trap, said Gandalf, and I will. I am the master of Isengard now, but Saruman is locked in his tower, and you can go there and give him all the messages you can think of. <laughs> i love that shit just like oh you're here to stay now buddy yeah yeah you can go go for it bud yeah, yeah. treebeard i love it treebeard gives him the choice to either wait here for gandalf and theoden which remember theoden said if i ever see you again it's not gonna go <laughs> yeah, well i'm gonna basically kill you yeah he can wait for them to come <laughs> or he can join uh saruman in the tower your choice yeah, after wimping out and running away from uh, Gandalf and Thaden, I imagine he's probably not too keen on that yeah, decision. He, he spat at him the last time he yeah, saw Yeah, he did. He hissed, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Treebeard makes him basically wade through the water of flooded Isengard to get to the tower. Oh, and, and it's so funny, you guys, but I had to cut it all. I had it all in here about how he, like, he had to, wades like, up to the <laughs> neck and, like, he's yeah. holding onto a barrel and all this. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, even though Grima says he cannot swim. We got a little excerpt here. The man shivered at the mention of his master and put a foot into the water, but he drew back. I cannot swim, he said. 
The water is not deep, said Treebeard. It is dirty, but will not harm you, Master Wormtongue. In you go now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Treebeard basically follows him through the water, which turned out to be at least neck deep for a Grima. For Grima, yeah, I love how that's not deep for Treebeard. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, not deep. Ooh, it's it's not like deep. six feet deep, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mary said he saw him at last clinging to at one point uh clinging to a barrel trying to get over to the trying to get over to the tower. Uh oh. but he did but Treebeard did see uh, Saruman's arm reach out from the door of the tower and pull him in violently and close the door. So we know we, we know he made it. Yeah, he made it in there. And this brings us to uh the confrontation between Saruman and Gandalf and company. Which also includes Grima. Yeah, we're going to do this pretty much just from Grima's perspective. We've covered this event before, and I'm sure we will again because yeah, it's an epic conversation. the confrontation at the Isengard Tower yeah. after everything's fallen. Yeah, but we'll get into it briefly. Yeah. It's on the same day that Grima arrived in Isengard, so did the party of Gandalf and Theoden. So he really didn't have much time to make that choice. And who do we got, Trevor? Yeah, that, all the people, man, including Gandalf, Theoden, Eomor, Aragorn, Gimli. Legolas, Pippin, Mary, the, all of our friends, the crew, man, and a bunch Almost. of uh, writers that were here too. Just yeah. a whole bunch of random. Yeah, Grim is the first <laughs> voice to greet the party when they arrive at the Tower of Orthanc. Gandalf tells them to fuck off and go get Saruman. Here's an excerpt for that. Who is it? Said a voice. What do you wish? Theoden started. I know that voice. He said, and I cursed the day I first listened to it. Go and fetch Saruman, since you have become his footman, Grima Wormtongue, said Gandalf, and do not waste our time. Yeah, Gandalf, Saruman, and Théoden have a really long conversation at this point, and they just they uh, discuss many things, but we aren't really going to get too much into that. We're going to kind of focus on Grima. Uh, but during this exchange, Grima does something incredibly dumb, which again has huge consequences, for mm. the remainder of the story. Mm-hmm. From a window above Gandalf and Saruman, Grimer hurls what appears to be, to him, a large stone. Uh, and it luckily misses everyone. We got an excerpt about that. At that moment, a heavy shining thing came hurtling down from above. It glanced off the iron rail even as Saruman left it, and passing close to Gandalf's head, it smote the stair on which, it, on which he stood. The rail rang and snapped. The stair cracked and splintered in glittering sparks, but the ball was unharmed. It rolled on down the steps, a globe of crystal dark, but glowing with a heart of fire. As it bounded away towards a pool, Pippin ran after it and picked it up. Yeah, Gandalf says that this was an ill-aimed gift from Grima, and uh, Aragorn has a funny explanation for the miss. And we got Trevor with a mini-zerped. Here we go. The aim was poor, maybe, because he could not make up his mind, which he hated more. You or Saruman, said Aragorn. Yeah, and Gandalf quickly takes the ball from Pippin and stows it away in his cloak, saying, I will take care of this, he said. It is not a thing, I guess, that Saruman would have chosen to cast away. So, everybody, what did Grima cast away? Yeah, he decided to throw out the window unwittingly the fucking Palantir of Orthanc. Oh, That had no. been there since, what, the Second Age? Yeah, it's, wow. yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of seven that exist in the world. 
Yeah, the precious stones brought to Middle-earth by the Numenorians, originally made by Feanor, most assume. Yes, most say. How, how hard could he realistically throw that ball? I mean, really? Uh, it, it sounds be, pretty heavy. It sounds pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. I imagine Grimmett to be a little bitch, so I don't know yeah. how he hurled it out so well. He probably well, rolled it across the Like rolled it off the like edge this. or something. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then like the strongest man, you know how they like roll it up the thing? Yeah. Just like... He probably nearly fell off trying to roll it off. I hope so, prick. (laughs) Yeah, and so these stones, as many recall, allowed uh, people using them, mainly the Numenorians, to instantly communicate anywhere where there were other stones. And this is huge. 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 So this is the way that Saruman was communicating with Sauron via the Minas stone. So now Saruman is totally cut off from Sauron. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Orthanc Stone has been reclaimed by the good guys is also very good for our story. Yeah, that means we got the two, the good guys got what, two? Yeah. And the bad guys got one. Yeah, and then we also get this instance where Pippin accidentally ends up talking with Sauron while trying to use the stone and luckily gives fake news. And think, and now Sauron thinks Pippin has the ring. Sort of a, a an unwitting yet advantageous little accident. Yeah. So this is a completely different way than it happened in the movie. No, this this no, happens. That's, all how, this that's way. how it happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not when he uh, it's not when he grabbed it from it being thrown that he. No, he correct. sneaks in while Gandalf is sleeping and holds gives him a pot of shit to hold instead and <laughs> takes it from his hands. A bed pot. R- right, yeah, okay. He gives him a chamber pot to hold. Okay, so this this does happen after after he takes it for safety. Yeah, keeping. this is actually pretty accurate in the movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty accurate. But I don't even want to know what the fuck Saruman did to punish Grima for throwing that thing. I'm surprised he didn't kill him. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. He He's lucky he didn't go right after the stone. Yeah, we know he didn't kill Grima before, but I, and I'm surprised by that. I, I wonder what he did instead of killing him. He must probably, have been so mad. He must have been so mad. So the gang, they eventually set off from Isengard to tend to other business, like, you know, the rest of the War of the Ring. Yeah. And they leave Grima and Saruman locked in the tower for the time being. Life with Saruman. Life with Saruman. I feel like like we need a sitcom. Yeah, that that sounds like a sitcom, yeah. yeah. Life with Saruman in the Tower of Orthanc. (laughs) (laughs) So Grima stayed locked in the Tower of Orthanc with Saruman for some time. Uh, he endured many different forms of abuse from Saruman. I even found one source online that said Saruman scalped Grima. What? Yeah, but I wow. could not find that anywhere in the text. Thought I'd mention really? that. Yeah. I wonder if he made a wig with his I hair. I had never heard that shit before, man, but I could see it. I yeah. mean, Saruman became a pretty evil motherfucker. Yeah, and he is his hair is thinning when we see him in the in the Return of the King in the movie. Oh, yeah? Maybe they implied that he got scalped. Just to imply the scalping? I don't know. That's pretty intense, dude. I don't know, man. So Grima is now skinny and weaker than he ever was. He was already a little bitch, so I mean, we can imagine that's pretty skinny yeah. and weak. So things are not looking good. No. And uh, they were stuck in there until after the overthrow of Sauron. Quite quite some time they yeah, were stuck a few in months. there together. A few months. So after the overthrow of Sauron, this is when they uh, make their way, they sneak out, and they're kind of in wandering. So let's uh, talk a little bit about their wandering time. So uh, Treebeard finally lets Saruman and Grima leave the tower and go where they pleased. He later tells Gandalf that he could see no more mischief that Saruman could do. Dumbass tree. Stupid tree. Yeah, so they, uh, Saruman and Grima, eventually set off westward, and they live the life of beggars on the road for a while. 
Yeah, and they re- they eventually run into some of our friends on the road. But who but the returning hobbits, Galadriel, Gandalf, and uh, they meet Saruman and Grima unexpectedly. Yeah, we got a short excerpt about this. As they came out again into the open country at sundown, they overtook an old man leaning on a staff. He was clothed in rags of gray or dirty white, and at his heels went another beggar slouching and whining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Saruman as, as a beggar. Like, Grima fine, but Saruman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Saruman, Gandalf, and Gladriel have a brief exchange. Saruman confronts the hobbit and says some cryptic shit pertaining to their homes. This leads the hobbits to want to head back to the Shire double fast. ASAP. So yeah, at this juncture, uh, Saruman is openly treating Grima like shit. Uh, Grima's literally slunking around on the ground like Gollum. He's yeah. unrecognizable. Um, and they just decide to go in another direction. They're like, mm, he pretty much calls Saruman pretty much calls Grima names the whole time too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So uh, we got a little excerpt about that. Some of that abuse. Get up, you idiot! He shouted to the other beggar who had sat down on the ground, and he struck him with the staff. Turn about, if these fine folk are going our way, then we will take another. Get on, or I'll give you no crust for your supper. The beggar turned and slouched, and slouched past whimpering. Poor old Grima, poor old Grima, always beaten and cursed. How I hate him, I wish I could leave him. Then leave him, said Gandalf. But Wormtongue only shot a glance of his blared eyes full of terror at Gandalf, then shuffled quickly past behind Saruman. As the wretched pair passed by the company, they came to the hobbits, and Saruman stopped and stared at them, but they looked at him with pity. Yeah. I mean, they're so just pitiful at this stage. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, yeah, it's, they're, they're rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And Saruman takes this encounter on the road as, like, the biggest fucking insult yet. Yeah. And he's going to make these hobbits fucking pay for it. Yeah, so after their encounter, Saruman and Grima head back to the Shire and proceed with their plot to really just fuck the place up. They're just bitter at this point. Yeah, they're just trying to make it shitty now. Yeah, they steal all the products... Created by hobbits and cart them off to God knows where. Was was Isengard for a while? Yeah, for a while they were they're sending all the pipe weed out to goes. Isengard. They're, yeah. they're doing this all them just them too. I mean, they no, they, they uh, got some local ruffian men to help them out too. Just having regular ass men, they don't have to be particularly. I kind of described it as organized crime. They yeah, like they, they like yeah. trick them somehow into doing their will. Yeah, yeah. It's just straight up oppression. Yeah, so all up in the Shire now, they're building ugly brick houses, and uh, they cut down many of the trees, including the party tree. How uh, could you? Not the party tree. How could you? Well, the, the, the hobbits finally return to the Shire on October 30th, 3019. They find everything fucked up, and they are pissed. They immediately set to organizing the hobbits into a popular revolt against Saruman's ruffians. They are over it, dog. Yeah, they're also still unaware that this is Saruman's doing. They just come home to the Shire to find things in disarray. They hear words like the boss and Sharky. Yeah, they hear about these dudes that are at the head of everything named like Sharky and the boss and stuff. Yeah. Poor guy having been named Sharky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was a self-given name, though. We'll, f- we'll find Ooh, out. That doesn't make it much better. So the hobbits finally break the strength of the ruffians 
at the Battle of Bywater on November 3rd in 3019. And after the battle is won, the hobbits march straight up to Bag End, which they know to be the headquarters of the current ruffian leader, just to, to get to the bottom of this shit. And it became apparent that Lotho, whom they thought was the real villain, was being puppeted by Sharky. Mm. And as the hobbits came to Bag End, Saruman actually appears. What? what? Big reveal. Is revealed that Saruman is in fact Sharky, which was a name given him to him uh, by his fellow, uh, what, like the Dunlanings at Isengard, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. They what? called him Sharky. What they a nickname. Okay. Yeah. So the hobbits tell Saruman to leave, and they will not kill his ass right there in front of everybody, because that's what they're about to do. <laughs> yeah. And he calls, uh, Saruman calls for Grima and plans to leave. And this is when Saruman tries to get his last little, little stab of revenge just at the last minute. We've got an excerpt about this. Worm! Worm! Saruman called, and out of a nearby hut came Wormtongue, crawling almost like a dog. To the road again, Worm, said Saruman. These fine fellows and lordlings are turning us adrift again. Come along. Saruman turned to go, and Wormtongue shuffled after him. But even as Saruman passed close to Frodo, a knife flashed in his hand, and he stabbed swiftly. The blade turned on the hidden mail coat and snapped. A dozen hobbits, led by Sam, leaped forward with a cry and flung the villain to the ground. Sam drew his sword. No, Sam, said Frodo. Do not kill him even now, for he has not hurt me. Yeah, so at this point, Frodo again orders Saruman to leave, and Grima begins to follow Saruman away, and then Frodo addresses him. And we have an excerpt about this. Wormtongue hesitated and then followed his master. Wormtongue, called Frodo, you need not follow him. I know of no evil that you have done to me. You can have rest and food here for a while until you are stronger and can go your own ways. Wormtongue halted and looked back at him, half prepared to stay. Saruman then laughs and exposes Grima. Exposed in front of everyone again! (laughs) He reveals that it was Grima that killed Lotho, killed him in his sleep, and buried him. What a son of a bitch. That's rude. Saruman alluded that perhaps Grima had even eaten him. Yeah, he goes, but he's like, I buried him. He's like, he buried him, I hope, but he has been very hungry lately. So he's like, people have like said, that is he alluding that he might have eaten? Yeah, he's the just flesh tearing, of tearing Grima down every yeah. second with every word and every implication. Yep. Yeah, Grima then became furious and does something rather rash. Oh, Here, yeah. And here's an excerpt for that. Let's hear about it. A look of wild hatred came into Wormtongue's red eyes. You told me! You made me do it, he hissed. Saruman laughed. You do what Sharky says, always, don't you, Worm? Well, now he says follow. He kicked Wormtongue in the face as he groveled and turned and made off. But at that, something snapped. Suddenly, Wormtongue rose up, drawing a hidden knife, and then with a snarl like a dog, he sprang on Saruman's back, jerking his head back, cutting his throat and with a yell ran off down the lane. Before Frodo could say a word, three hobbit bows twanged, and Wormtongue fell dead. Yeah. So in this moment, several things come to an end. Yeah, so there's a lot that kind of happened real fast. Yeah. Saruman the White, he's done. Grima's dead. The scouring of the Shire, over. And by extension, the overall War of the Ring yeah. is now this also is, over. Yeah, the la- this is considered the last battle of the Lord of the Ring. Yeah, this, the this ties up the last loose end. 
So, Grima's dead. Closing thoughts. Yay. Or should we just say, everybody, let's clap. Yeah. Grima's dead. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, fuck oh, that guy. Oh, no. Grima's oh, dead. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much all we've got for information on Grima's life. So, uh, ultimate conclusions. Grima, Wormtongue. He's just the worst. By far one of the most despicable characters in all of Token, really. I would say that. And this is an interesting experience writing the profile for me, uh, because this is a character that I actively hate, and it was more like trying to showcase how shitty he was rather than how cool he was. Yeah, it's kind of a little switcheroo from more normal like uh, character profiles, talking about how much we hate this fucking yeah, person. Yeah, look at this twerp. Just look at this piece of yeah. shit. It's I mean, garbage. The, the min turd took a great stab at him. Like, yeah. yeah. Shitting himself twice Pooped was his great. pants twice. <laughs> Just making him out to be a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's what he is. So uh, there's also some possible inspirations for this character. Okay. Um, one uh, one was uh, that people said was Unferth, who is the character from the Anglo-Saxon epic poem Beowulf, which comes up all the time okay. when you talk to Tolkien. We know that Tolkien did pull a lot of inspirations here and there from yeah. Beowulf. This is a character that constantly had the ear of the king Hrothgar, and he taunts the king's guests, I guess. He's a, ta- he's a taunter. Okay. And uh, one of the my favorite guy. Oh, my God, you guys. If you don't know about this dude, Rasputin, right? Yeah, I think that's probably the comparison that comes to mind for me. For, for me, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, eventually, I'm just like, yeah, Rasputin. Rasputin was a Siberian monk who was counselor to the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas, Rom- Nicholas II Romanov. And he gained an insane amount of political power by having a close relationship with the Tsar and his wife. Yeah, he was also said to have special powers, right? Yes, special uh, occult-type powers. He was uh, considered to be, and I think by magic uh, practitioners today, still considered to be a powerful magician. Really? Okay. I think so. Wow. I've definitely seen Rasputin in other forms of popular media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, such, like Destiny 2 has Rasputin as a, an AI created by mankind to defend mankind. It's really dope. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's a character that loves to be touched on and played with in other yeah, fictional and stories and things. A wildly fascinating historical character. Oh, yeah. If you want to have a lot of really, a lot of fun, and this is weird to plug this on our <laughs> podcast, but if you want to have a lot of fun and learn all about Rasputin, check out the last podcast on the left series, Rasputin. Mm. Holy shit, is it good. You it guys. is a really good series. It's funny as fuck. And also, another afterthought here. Shout out to Brad Dorif, guys. Uh, we wanted to give a shout out to the actor that plays Wormtongue in the Peter Jackson film. He did such a, just a smash yeah, job. he's like, so good. He did a great job portraying that character, just being wormy and slithery yeah, and manipulative. They made him real slimy. Like, slimy. Yeah, they did a good job, yeah. He was just super pale and like always just looking out for himself and running away. And, and He's truly one of the higher caliber actors in, in the film. Why is Brad one of my favorite actors of all time? Very important to me. The voice of Chucky in the Child's Play films. He did the voice? Oh. He's the voice of Chucky, dog. Oh, the original? Wow. For all seven films. So, oh, seven. <laughs> seven films. You want me to name them? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Nice, dude. A lot of Chucky. They're well all done. really good, except for Seed of Chucky. That one sucks. And he was the voice for all of the originals. All of them. And then the new series, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he does this new series, too? Mm-hmm. Oh. I and know that also, they had Mark Hamill do the recent movie, but... That was the remake, yeah. That one was fine, except they took out all the voodoo stuff, which made it not fun for me. I, kinda, <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty major important thing to have, so... You gotta have the voodoo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But also, Brad Dourif was his first film. 
He played Billy Bibbit in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I didn't realize that. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's Billy, the kid, the the young kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, great fucking f- movie. If you've never seen that, he also plays that is a classic. Um, Doc Cochran on the uh, Deadwood series HBO, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. You guys have been telling me to watch Deadwood for a while. Yeah, and I'm pissed off that you haven't watched <laughs> it. I've seen like a few episodes, and I did not know that he was in it. He's the doctor. He's like the Civil War vet doctor that uh, doesn't give a shit about anything but helping people. I think I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll have to double check that because it would be cool to see the contrast between the two characters he's played. But bottom line, Brad Dorff. What a guy. What a guy. Awesome Grima. Spot on. I, I always picture him when I picture this character. Me too. So what do we got next week? Yeah, well, that's all we got today for Grima. And uh, next week, we've got episode 66, guys. And our subject is going to be the one and only King Theoden Ednu. Theoden, Theoden, Theoden the Old. And uh, we love Theoden because he's like, we've already said before, we think he's like one of the best oh. kings like of all time. Yeah. Like one of the best rulers ever. Yeah. He's, he's the best. One yeah. of the best leaders. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Stay tuned, guys, for our uh, Rohirrim, all Rohirrim all the time here on KOT. But that's all we've got for you today, guys. Thanks again for listening to KOT Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, SoundClouds, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts at that website, forward slash keep on talking. Uh, stay up to date with all the new episodes, and please go ahead and uh, give us a rating while you're there. Yeah, if you like us, yeah, give us a little rating. If you don't, just you know, move along. Yeah, move along. And don't uh, forget to check out our new merch store. Merch store. Merch store. Yeah, Trevor here designed one of the t-shirts, and I think it's it's fantastic. The, sh- the shafted shirt. The shafted shirt. Shafted. Yeah, yeah it's yes. got like uh, shafted down the middle, and then a bunch of characters in the line that are shafted, and it lines up, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like a crossword puzzle. Like a crossword puzzle. It's, it's yeah. clever. Go check it out, guys. That's uh, keep-on-token-podcast.tmill.com. T-E-E-M-I-L-L.com. Why is that hard? Yeah, I did that the first T-E-E. time, too. T-E-E. I think it's because <laughs> we know there's multiple E's, but the letter like, is that T two or three that also, I yeah, it's yeah. confusing. We're smart, guys. <laughs> I'm going to say T-E-E-Mill. We E-E-E-Mill. all graduated from high school. T-E-E-Mill. Thank you. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, don't forget to follow us, on, follow us on social media. Join our Discord server. Our Discord server is called uh, Keep on Tolkien Podcast, and we'll put a link to it in the description. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at KOT Podcast. If you want to follow me, I don't tweet that much anymore, but maybe you never know. Um, at Danny J KOT. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Uh, go to www.facebook.com forward slash official keep on Tolkien. And while you're there, don't forget to join the, ta- the KOT Talk group uh, where you can ask uh, questions and just join on some fun discussions with other listeners. Also follow us on Instagram at Keep on Tolkien Podcast. And we also want to take out some time to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our patrons on yes. Patreon. Thank you, patrons. It's really because of you that we were able to do this whole season. 100%. Uh, and a subscription on Patreon really helps us. Uh, if you want to do one of those subscriptions, go to www.patreon.com forward slash KOT podcast. Because KOT is still a 100% DIY podcast that is still coming out of our pockets. But donations help so, so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it really subsidizes our costs and it really helps us just bring, continue to bring new content to you at the same level of quality that you come to expect. And also, subscribing on Patreon can unlock some exclusive content, more content coming. Yeah. So go check it out. 
And also, if you uh, that's not really your speed, the subscription service, if you want to make a one-time private donation, um, if Patreon's not your speed, shoot us an email or a message on social media, and we will make it happen. We have various uh, services to do that. Yeah, absolutely. PayPal or whatever other money-sharing services you have, yeah. we'll make it happen. We just really appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you so, so much. All right, that's all we have for you today, guys. I'm Danny J. I'm Joel N. I am Trevor D. And we you are... are- Keep on talking. Trevor, do the Al Ray. Al Ray in Tulava. Hell yeah. Well done, my friends. Look at that. We listen to it a lot.